0: Yeah, I feel good to be back. We've been gone a month. All right. We shouldn't have left you. Without a strong comment to step to. Thinking about the many weeks show just slept through. Time's up.
1: Sorry we kept you. And welcome into the Barbershop 918. when up in there with your man, Big Drew. Big Drew. J-Rock. Payal, <laughs> Ouch. And the one and only Raw Dog. <laughs> My nipple. <laughs> <laughs> that's simple, that's isn't it? <laughs> I was about to quote Dave Chappelle but... <laughs> <laughs> um, <all right. laughs> Be careful now oh, Yeah, I'm going to be careful I got to stick to the job Alright, so we're going to go ahead and move forward Today is a jam-packed show and We got a lot to talk about A whole lot to talk about We're going to get into a little bit of NFL talk Andrew Lux retired We're going to uh, share our opinions on that as well as we gonna go ahead and talk about the Jay Z thing. Uh, Raw Dog is gonna talk about the Popeyes chicken sandwich. He's gonna figure a way to work it into the competition <laughs> somehow.
0: Had and, one. Have
1: y'all had one? Yes, it? yes. Okay. Nah, I
0: ain't had one. What? No. Hold on, Raw Dog, where did you have yours at? Did you have it out in the, the suburbs? You know I did. Y- you know the reason why that's out there is because of me. I had to make the call. Oh, who I you caught- know to get Popeyes and Broken Arrow? I'm, I'm, I'm sub, suburban Jay, uh, as, uh, he's the great with uh, quote me as now, since I live in the suburbs now. I had to make that call to corporate Popeyes because we didn't have it in Tulsa. So I was uh, that guy who, who made the call. You do realize Popeyes was there before you moved out there. So, but no, I pushed the button on getting the chicken uh, sandwich out there, sir. Let me
1: tell so you something you straight. Where oh. you go, fried chicken follows. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> How about watermelon?
1: I don't eat watermelon, but do you smell that? Grape soda?
0: <laughs> so refreshing.
1: <laughs> and the grape ooh. soda's good. I don't care what nobody's said. <laughs> All right, so we got we have a lot of show to give you, and we're going to go ahead and get it started right now with world-class Word on the Street.
0: <sighs> Word on the Street is the sweet one. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. so you're right. All right. house baby? Yay, yeah, hey, man. That's talent. Straight. Yep. Don't let the great fool you. J-Rock, it's a lot going on in the music world, man. Uh, let us get that last box office report, man. Oh, no, well, that's at, music. Yeah, I said box office, my bad. Uh, billboard report. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, It's been a this while. This is training camp. You know, we got to start over. <laughs> but uh, the Billboard charts uh,
0: coming in at number nine is Khalid, Free Spirit, Number eight is Rick Ross, Port of Miami 2. Number (laughs) seven is Briss Brown, Indigo. Number six is... (laughs) Nice, Jay. (laughs) Number six is uh, my new crush, Lizzo, because I love you. Number two, and this shocked me right here, your boy, Lionel Richie, is back in the charts. Hello. The name of this album is Hello from Las Vegas. (laughs) In the, yes. <laughs> in the number one album in america is from young thug so much fun this week next week is going to be taylor swift y'all know that right yes yeah, she's sold probably seven million albums and she still has no rhythm long backside <laughs>
1: hey. i got nothing drew i got nothing drew hey you shouldn't that that that's a, that's him he's raw um Hey, man, the, I, I ain't going to do a full, full album review, but that new Little Brother album is nice. So is the new Andy Mineo album. It's a good, both of them are good concept albums. I would say give them a listen, whatever you stream your music. What new music are you listening to, Jay? Uh,
0: I was listening to the, the Young Jeezy album. All right. He now, dropped you, his last TM 104 album. He said he's retiring from rap. Have Y'all seen him lately? He lost a lot of weight. And he got some new teeth, because they fell out on stage. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that's that's a showstopper
1: right there. Hey, it's not <laughs> Everybody's visualizing it. Like, <laughs> everybody just, their ma- mouths froze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is my teeth still there? <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, what, what? are you smoking? You're a
1: bunch of tooth <laughs> <suckles>. <laughs>
0: uh. (laughs) Well,
1: Dave, uh, Raw Dog, man, what you got for the box office report, man?
0: All right, man. We ain't done this in a while, so a lot of movies have come and go. But the top five, let's start at number five. Uh, The Lion King, still making money. 8 mil. Uh, And number four, still making money, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, uh... What's his name? We're still, uh, still unhappy about that. With Tyrese, he's mad about that. Salty. <laughs> he's very salty. And number three, Overcomer. That's Overcomer? Overcomer, I'm sorry. Uh, and number three, that's the Kendrick Brothers uh, movie, uh, the spiritual movie. They, they, they make a lot of money with those movies. And number two, the former number one, Good Boys. It's the one with the kids cussing a lot. Oh,
1: man. Hey, is it bad that I want to see both that number two and number three movie? Um, It just it shows your duality. Your duality.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to see The Good Boys, too. Yeah. And number one, uh, the third movie in the why do we have this type of trilogy, Angel has fallen. First it was Olympus has fallen, and then London was fallen. Now... Angel has fallen. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's number one. It made 21 mil. So, there you go. Now, what's, mm. coming, out, what's coming out this Friday? The only movie I think that's worth even mentioning is a movie from the producers of uh, uh, Us Get out. Uh, and Get Out Don't Let Go. Stars, uh, what's his name? You gotta Play Martin Luther King and Selma. David, Aloe, I'm not gonna even try. Um,
1: it's, <laughs> I'm proud of you for that.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's he a, tried. A detective whose niece ends up getting killed, and somehow they cross the time spans, and she's alive in another yeah. dimension or whatever, and he has to figure out a way to stop her death.
1: That uh, looks good to watch on Cinemax next year.
0: It doesn't seem like a sit in the theater kind of movie. It really? seems like a rental. like Redbox. Yeah, Redbox. Yeah, Red Red box, box. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's really the only movie worth this song coming out Friday, baby. For this Labor Day weekend.
1: All right. So a little bit different from movies. Uh, DocuSeries on Meek Mill like was really is really good on Amazon Prime. It really shows how this young man was stuck in the just in the criminal justice system falsely. uh, Just basically because one judge wanted to keep him in the system and he stayed in the system for 11 years. I believe yesterday he finally was able to plead guilty to what he actually did wrong. And all is, you know, all as well. But this woman cost him a lot of money at the peak of his career. And so you get a chance to kind of see how that process works and how the system can do someone dirty. Uh Someone who's even famous, you know. So I would definitely say watch it. Have your kids watch it. It's one of those things where you want them to understand and know the company you keep. And, you know, like it just as much as you love them, it could get you caught up. It costs you a whole lot and you don't even know it. So uh I definitely suggest that uh you take a look at that one and like I was telling oh, Rob There's a documentary about Lorena Bobby
0: That's pretty interesting called uh Really? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> right out. <laughs> me and my wife watched it. Chopped Yeah Chopped. it's called Lorena. And let me tell you something. If if you squeamish, you don't want to watch this documentary because they actually show what she cut off, real like old on the ground and everything. Like, hey
1: man,
0: on it Wait, is. the picture of it. She could have just went like this to it, bro. Just, just, just flipped it with a yeah, bro. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, and welcome to the barbershop nine one eight. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. She literally could have flipped it with a with her, her fingers. Like, it was a thimble. It was a thimble. Oh God, why are we talking about this? <laughs> hey. It was like. If you really, hey man, this documentary goes goes hard. Matter of fact, Jordan Peele produced it. It goes hard. I mean, can you stop saying it? Hey, Jordan, no, it don't. (laughs) Really, (laughs) it goes missing. (laughs) So anyway, go on, uh, Drew. Sorry, I I just had to throw that
1: in there. No, but yeah, that and. uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Give us a (laughs) second.
0: It has been a long time since it's been we've seen each <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, man, I think that that's a good documentary to check out as well as um, make sure you check out the date. Now, here's the thing. Speaking of being squeamish, the Dave Chappelle stand up is not for everybody. Mm. So if you're easily offended or if you still are dealing with some traumas, mm. uh, especially like around the, the uh, you know, around the areas of molestation and other things, oh, they wow. might. Some offensive jokes in there that you can't get past. But if you are if you got a stomach for it, it is a piece of art. Now I know this this might sound weird because but this man used comedy in a way to draw humor out of some situations that I would think aren't laughable. And I know a lot of people will probably suppress their urge to laugh because they don't want to laugh at some of the things he but he, he worked through pointing out the, he called out the audience for council, uh, for cancel culture. He called out Jesse Smollett. He called out, uh, he talked about Kevin Hart's situation a little bit. So he was very topical, but it was, you know, he still hit on some points and you walked away feeling like, all right, this stimulated, you know, me to think a little bit more about these situations, but it added humor to him. So, I think it's one of the best, one of his best of his modern stand-ups yet. Um, so I definitely say check that one out.
0: Definitely checking it out this weekend.
1: Um, I don't have the name of this, but there's a series I started on Netflix. Called, I think it's like, ah, oh, the Something Faces of Wu. It's not about Wu-Tang, but it's, it's, it's a a. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty dope, man. We're going to have to talk about that a little bit. I haven't finished it yet, but when we finish it, we're going to talk about that one, man. I, I saw that. I keep going past it for some reason. It's worth. I'll put you like this: if you just sitting there chilling, and you got a couple of hours to kind of get into it, it's solid. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't gonna woo you, but it's it's <laughs> along. The, <laughs> nice, but it's along the same lines of uh watching. Let's just say Luke Cage. It's along that action line. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you were telling me about Snowfall and how you yeah. got your wife watching it, too. Let me tell you something. Snowfall, mm. if, if John
0: Singleton had to leave the Earth like he did, he left on a high note because this series is incredible. I mean, the acting, the writing, everything about it is is excellent. It's actually got renewed for another season. So me and my wife, we went from season one all the way up, man. And let me tell you, me and her binge this and i got her hooked on it man we we're caught, we're, we're really hooked on the on the uh, the characters uh, how they kind of interweave with each other with franklin uh his family uh this the the dea agent uh the hispanic uh uh uh, uh people that were were kind of intertwined with the drug dude i can't even i can't put it all in words if you haven't seen it you have to see it it is that good gets better every week Y'all know who Walter Mosley is, don't y'all? Yeah. Well, he is, he's a consulting producer on this series. That's how good this series is, when Walter's involved. Now, they figure that when John's gone, that it may lose a little bit. It hasn't. It's actually gotten better. I don't know how that's happened, but it's gotten better. So they're really going hard with it, and I just, I just love this series. It keeps us so real about the government's involvement and in putting crack on the streets. I mean, they keep it real, so I love the series, man. If you haven't seen it, start watching it now. And Southside, one of the most hilarious TV <laughs> on TV right now. I I laugh more in those twenty five twenty eight minutes than I do all week, and it it's so many. You have to watch it more than once because you miss parts because yeah. you are it. Yeah, I had to watch the, the. Obviously, you know the Jordan episode was my favorite episode of the I Southside episode, man. <laughs> There's so many it's, it's, it's so many jokes and if and here's another thing if you don't if you have cable and you have the IFC channel there's a, a show called Sherman's Showcase that is done by the same guys that did Southside it comes on the same night it comes on thirty minutes earlier on IFC channel it's basically a parody of Soul Train you know the, the Soul Train box set it's a parody of that and they <laughs> all I gotta say is watch it. And see, in IFC, they can cuss. So they go hard. They did one. They did a whole show on Prince that was just hilarious. It's called Sherman Showcase. Check it out. It's, it's really it, funny. It, was that the where they had the Morris Day yes. and the uh, Fresh Prince? Yes. How come you don't love me? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yep. Sherman, it's made by the same guys that made Southside. They they're able to get their two shows on the same night 30 minutes apart that's also, that's great also uh if you guys haven't checked out on hbo the uh, the black lady sketch show that's uh, uh i love it i'm gonna it. say episode three when you know me and my wife our comedy is like different but on episode three she was laughing harder than i was laughing and that was that was just like the episode was just funny overall. I just I love that. That's the last they, one, right? the last from last week. No, no, uh, last week was episode four. Oh, okay, the one before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, it, Fede, she is she is uh, incredible, at, and her and her castmates. These guys go hard, man, on the on the comedy thing, and gives a whole point of view that we've never seen before.
1: So I got a question for you guys, and it's a little bit of a, a hood debate question, and it, and it surrounds around us talking about this show. I've heard people say. That women aren't funny. Like that, when it boils down to it, women are not. They, they're like, and they, they're coming from a stand-up comedian standpoint. So I'm going to ask you guys: Do you feel that that that's a? I, obviously, if you're laughing at this show, you don't feel that way. But have you ever processed that thought that maybe there aren't any funny women?
0: I totally disagree with that, man. Yeah, me I as well. Watched, uh, I watched Wanda Sykes uh, stand up on Netflix recently. Yeah, yeah. I I had some straight up belly laughs off of some of her jokes, so I don't believe that at all. That's just a sexist comment. Comedian is a comedian. You're either funny or you're not. You know, I don't think it has anything to do with your gender. Now they may talk about different things. They may have different perspectives, but the fact of the matter is, if it's funny, it's funny. Doesn't matter whether it's coming from a female perspective, a gay perspective, or whatever. Because there's a lot of gay comedians out there now. And they will have you laughing. They talk about their lifestyle, and it's funny. So funny is funny. It, it, funny doesn't have a gender or a color or any of that. It's just laughing is the most – you can't fake laughter. Laughing is the most – how can I say it? I don't know how to put it, but it's the one thing that you can't fake. Something makes you laugh. It's real.
1: So I- – so this this subject, it came up. I heard a conversation amongst a, a couple of guys saying it. But then ironically, I'm going through like I just finished up the uh Kamal Bell book. And he meant he has a whole chapter where he's defending that women are funny. But he was saying it's a common argument amongst men that he hear that he hears frequently. And most people shut down the argument with this question. I'm going to ask you guys. Then is there any women in your top five? or maybe even expand it to top 10 comedians
0: uh i got some women in my top 10 um i think honestly (laughs) it depends most men are gonna have men in their top five and most women gonna have a few women sprinkled in their top five that's just kind of how it is what you what you think jay I would say top fifteen. You know, I grew up in the '90s in the Def Comedy Jam era, where Adele, Given, Samore, yeah. Monique, Melanie Camacho, uh, Cheryl Underwood, all of those women, they would go on uh, Def Comedy Jam, and they would just murder it. They they controlled the crowd. Like it reminds me of you know, you know when Bernie Mac said, "I ain't scared of you, mfers." Like when they came out there, they had that same mentality, that same swagger that Bernie Mac had and they controlled the crowd, and they just, I've always loved, I always loved Adele Gibbons because she, you know, she had big lips, and she always used that in her comedy skit, and, like, Monique, she came off as, like, the the homegirl from the block who, you know, she was over, oversized, but she could roast with the, the best of them. Yeah, You know, and those, those are some of my favorites. You know, despite all that Monique has had over the last couple of years, she's still one of my favorite comedians.
1: Yeah, that's why I hope people give this show a shot, man, because I don't think people understand how funny uh, the collection of women that they have on the show um, are as far as in that art of sketch comedy. So, it's
0: so that me, my wife, my daughter can watch and we all crack up. You know, yeah, because the, sometimes, you know, I, I, like like what Jay was saying earlier, my humor, what I think is funny is different than what my wife is think, thinks is funny. But on that show... We all are in agreement that, man, this is hilarious. The funny thing is the drawback, the most of the drawback that I've seen on the Internet and even on my timeline is that the black females don't think it's funny. You know, <laughs> the guys are saying it's funny. It's just the the majority of the people who say they don't like the show are black females. I mean, I everybody's don't
1: entitled don't to don't their own opinion. but my- Get that. I, well, you know, it's funny. My wife watched, watched a couple of episodes with me and she didn't laugh as much as me. Um, so maybe there is some humor that's written in there that is more specific to the male experience. Um, but like that, like, for example, for some odd reason, I thought like that gang banking sketch from like episode two, Uh episode three, yeah, three. I thought that was hilarious. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but my wife was just sitting there like, you know, but, there's certain, uh, you know, some of it may come from different life experiences. I don't know. So. See, now, I think they mix it up. Like my, my
0: daughter, and my wife loved the little Shakespeare thing from last week. They loved that the way they did the Romeo and Juliet and, and did it in Shakespeare language, but it wasn't, it was, they loved that. I was like, Oh, that was cute. But they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you know, they, they mix it up, man. And, and keep in mind, this show is just getting off its footing. Um, so it's it's gonna get better, just like uh, you know Issa Rae show got better as it mm-hmm. went on. You know what I mean? So um, it's I just I just like the fact that black women get to just be funny and and t- and talk about things from their point of view. You know, it's yeah. so, hilarious.
1: Yeah. and that's why we gotta support it, even if it wasn't fun. Yep. Oh, so, all right. Well, that's it for Word on the Street, gentlemen. That was, that
0: was a long Word on the Street.
1: Twenty minutes. Uh, so, but all of our word on the streets are usually pretty long, man. So let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit of NFL, and then we can segue into like our NFL slash hood debate kind of conversation. Let's start off with talking about Andrew Luck retiring and the crowd booing him. Then him once they figured out, you know, like once it hit, you know, I, I don't was it Adam chef I don't know whoever broke the news. Chef, it was Adam Schiff. You know. You know. But once the news broke, people in the crowd started to boo him and he said it hurt, you know, which I mean, that's a real honest feeling. Now, here's the thing. I kind of admire dude for making this decision like. He got a degree. I mean, what's the point? Was he going to win a Super Bowl with the with the Colts if he stayed faithful to the Colts? Were they Super Bowl contenders? Nope. They didn't uh
0: for the line for him. And that's one of the reasons why. He's leaving the coats early. You know, he played seven years there. And I think he said four of the seven years he was banged up. He played with a lacerated kitten. He played with a, let's just say he was on a document as having one concussion. I'm sure he had more concussions than that. He sat out a whole season for his shoulder. And then now he's having ankle and calf muscle issues. And, you know, the, the, the fan who's so selfish to say, you know, why did he wait to two weeks to the season? I'm like, you, you don't know this man's body. You know, most more than likely, you as a fan, you're thinking of it from a fantasy football standpoint or you got money on this team winning the super, the winning the AFC South or whatever. You know, I'm happy that he retired. You know, we need more players to retire because this is a violent sport. And, you know, a lot of these players are smart to get out of there where they can still walk and they can hold their children. I mean, he's 31 years old and he's, I think uh, the coach ended up letting him keep Like the the signing bonus and everything, he's made I want to say ninety five. It was like ninety five million dollars in his career with the Colts over the contract time. And like you said, he has a degree. He's very intelligent. You know, he finished uh, his degree at uh, Stanford in three and a half years. So I'm happy that he got out. First of all, fans suck. Okay, (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) we're not going to look to fans to show us glimpses of intelligence because. They're fans. They they fans are emotional. Fans ain't going to use their brain and go, hey, man, this dude was urinating blood. Maybe he should quit. And if you were foolish enough to put money on the Colts to win the division or whatever, well, you were stupid anyway. Okay, so chill out, you know. Um when, if a player decides, a player like Andrew Luck decides to retire, trust me, he didn't come to this conclusion easy, because he obviously loves the game of football, you know. But he's got to look at his life beyond that, man. And that's that's what happens with a lot of football players if they stay too long, then They end up with issues. We all heard about them, you know. A lot of them, a small percentage of them, took their lives because of you know, was it the, is it CTE the concussion. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You know, you can't hate on a player for thinking about his future and going, look, I gave it all I had. And for Doug Gottlieb to say, well, that's just the most millennial thing to do and blame it on, well, rehab was tough, is short-sighted. You know, that's an emotional response. You know what I mean? You need to you need to find out what this, this, this dude was going through. I don't put no aspersion on anybody that retires because their body is shutting down on them.
1: Yeah, I think that response is also planted in looking at who his audience is and, you know, who his faith is and saying, I gotta feed into this agenda. Um that's, that's not an, uh, a, that's not a sports way of, I mean, everyone who's up on the way sports are going right now and follow football, that is not an educated, you know, way of putting your opinion out there on that. So he's losing a lot more and more respect now through the years we already know jay don't respect, but um I kind of feel like I kind of feel like i agree i one hundred percent agree with what Jay was saying when he said, "I hope more no you know I really hope more notable players quit the game you know like remember it was about what twenty some thirty years ago almost when when Barry Sanders up and quit the game and it shocked us um and we were you know we were just like man but part of it was it wasn't it was he just got tired of losing and he went on and enjoyed his life he knew he wasn't going to win a ring with the team he was with and at that point russian titles and all that other stuff didn't mean anything to him so i really feel like uh we need more people to step up like an andrew luck someone who the nfl wanted to be the next face or wanted to be you know a notable you know brand and I need I want more people like that to make better decisions, because if when they do it, our kids will turn around and value this game a little less than they have. We were raised to worship this game. And I really am glad to see that, like my sons won't value football on that level. Not that they play, but, you know, what I'm saying at least as fans, they'll understand players can quit and it's okay. Like players should quit. Um it makes me wonder, should there be a rule change? Should there start to be a limitation on the time you can play the game? And should we even move up how young we are seeing professionals? Should we, you know, bring in, start to transition and make the, the, the game for the younger people and exit them out of the game while they still have a quality of life to live? So. I'm just, just throwing those ideas out there hopefully his retirement, cause every year we've had someone retire, but no one like this. Nobody oh,
0: notable, you know, notable players.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of other things are going on around the NFL coming up on the barbershop 918 next week. Uh, next time we're together, we're going to get into our NFL preview. We're going to talk about the bears, the chiefs and, uh, and the cowboys. The Cowboys will have Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Smith all signed by then, right? Man. What?
0: It's dead I, air. Hey. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> are, are we on the air? It's like Nat Turner over there in Dallas. <laughs> they are revolting. Man. <laughs> they like mass. You're going to have to pay us a little bit more to do this, Cotton.
1: Yeah. So... We got a lot to talk about next in the coming weeks. The hot button issue, we've been going for a month. And the biggest thing that happened, uh, one of the biggest things that happened sports wise, especially on social media, the two biggest things that's happened over the past month, Popeye's chicken sandwich and Jay-Z signing on to work with the NFL. There are very few facts actually known about the details of what he will do outside of what we know that he's going to do with music, but the details of what he's going to do around work around social justice. Some of those details are still a little bit blurry, but we can imagine he's already worked with Robert Kraft on the Meek Mill like situation. Uh, so he has a history of doing some things. So we should know that something's going to happen, but the pundits have come out and everyone has an opinion Jamel Hill has said that he sold Colin Kaepernick out. You've got people like Marcellus Wiley and those cats over at Fox Sports, Uh, the least popular show on Fox Sports with Jason Whitlock and <laughs> Marcellus Wiley. They are over there saying, you know, they're bringing colorism into the argument, saying Colin Kaepernick isn't really for the cause because he's light-skinned. So what? it's like there's a lot... I posted it on the Barbershop nominee Facebook page. You'll see his take on it. but There's a lot of... And I'm paraphrasing it in a... a, But that's... He alluded to it, though. So, there's a lot of different opinions. I've been curious to hear J-Rock's opinion because he's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Jay-Z fan that I know.
0: All right. So, you know, I kind of like stay away from saying anything because the whole situation that's been going on, as soon as it came out, everybody, as uh, Drew said, you know, had their opinions on it. And me, you know, growing up and going to school to be a journalist, you know, Mr. Pitts, my instructor always told me, you know, you got to get your facts together before you say anything. And so it just seems like everybody is, you know, posting pictures of Jay-Z and Samuel L. Jackson and, and Django And Roger Goodell is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's role in Django. And they're just saying, like, he sold out the NFL. He sold out Cap. A few things on this. I feel like Black Twitter, if it was Diddy, if it was Dr. Dre, if it was Snoop Dogg, if it was Jermaine Dupree, whoever was there, they were going to say, what are you doing? You caved in. Second, how many people have actually boycotted the NFL since the incident with Colin Kaepernick. We've heard people say they have boycotted, but last time I checked, the NFL is still making billions of dollars. The Super Bowl is still one of the highest rated shows every year. and keeps getting bigger and bigger. Third, the whole thing with Jay-Z, you know, stepping up and doing this and we talking about Colin Kaepernick, to me, we haven't heard Colin Kaepernick speak. So to me, my opinion on that is it's like the money that he received for the settlement was enough to keep his mouth closed to where he's not talking about the NFL. Because to me, I've seen that the Lions, they signed a, a quarterback who had no experience. He was a Hispanic guy who I think he played in the AA, AAF, that uh, league that, that fell under uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I don't know if Kaepernick does not want to be a backup if he still thinks he's a starter, you know, because, you know, it it makes my soul hurt every time I see Nathan Peterman, uh, Josh McCown, uh, Matthew Sanchez getting jobs over and over again. When we know that Kaepernick, you know, produced that last year with the 49ers and he opted out of his contract to become a free agent, you know, I hope that one day he gets a chance to play again, but it looks as if it's not going to happen. The thing with Jay Z, just to close it out, is that we haven't heard, we haven't been given a chance to even see what's gonna happen. We just all jumped to conclusions. You had Dame Dash that said Jay Z ain't ish. You know, Dame Dash is prostituting himself out. He paid five hundred dollars to do that to do that interview just to say that uh, Jay Z ain't ish. So to me, I feel like we as society. Even with the Jermaine Dupree thing, everybody's like, oh, he sold Jermaine Dupree out. He backdoored him. When Jermaine Dupree went ahead and said that I talked to Jay-Z, but he didn't tell me to back out of the deal. So I feel like we should just keep our opinions until all of the information comes out. Um, I think we too, we, we, get, we too woke for our own good. Uh, how does Jay-Z making a deal with NFL have anything to do with, with Kate? Or Cap, sorry. Cap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, why are they, how are they related?
1: I think it's related because the overlap is that Jay-Z is being hired also in the capacity to do something around social justice. And Jay-Z opened his mouth and said something about the Kaepernick situation and saying we're beyond kneeling now. And now it's time to do more. So he put himself in the conversation. I don't think society put him in it he put himself in the conversation by saying we're beyond nil," And so and if now we
0: know there were specifics of the deal. Then why are we all jumping to conclusions? Like Jay was saying, it's like, come on y'all, you know, we, we got, we got to know a little bit more about what he's going to do. We can't just automatically assume because he made a deal. this brother is selling out. Now, once we see what he's actually doing, then we can make our own judgments. But, you know, we're so woke. We're so woke, we're no earthly good. You know, it's ridiculous. You know?
1: And I think the other thing is, and and I'm just just being an advocate for the individual, like, I think it wasn't all just people sitting there with their own personal opinion, and that came out of nowhere. There were people like Eric Reed, who specifically called out Jay-Z and said he felt like he was selling them out, which I thought was hypocritical because Eric Reed took a job in NFL while Cap didn't have one. Right. But you know, but so there there's uh, you know, Kaepernick can't speak for himself probably because of the settlement, but his girlfriend spoke out and said, you know, said some things. So there is some you could tell there's some some tension between the two camps that we can say, well we don't know that. But the truth of the matter is we don't know anything. Like no. on it but and when I say that, I mean we don't even know the stuff that they say we know. Like at this point, it's a good capitalist move. This man wants to make money. The NFL is not going to, you know, like it's, it's this thing where it's like, Hey, the NFL had, has been tasked with this responsibility to be more socially aware. They've chosen to reject that notion. Black people began to boycott them because of that rejection of that notion. And they continue to do these things that we see feed into some, into systems of white supremacy. And we basically, we don't, you know, like we, we want them to do something different. We want them to make a change. They won't. And then they bring in Jay-Z and it kind of pacifies a whole demographic that they wanted to draw back. If it wasn't going to
0: be Jay-Z, it was going to be
1: somebody. Right. Exactly. Yeah, There were men like me, like the three of us who had this hard discussion, you know, 40 episodes ago and ask ourselves, are we going to boycott? And then there are some things that we did where we didn't go full boycott, but I, I can even see, I know for us we seem to take a little less of an interest than we did. And we do look at the the NFL sideways until Kaepernick gets a job. And, yeah, it has nothing to do with Jay-Z, but it feels like there was this invisible picket line that Jay-Z crossed, and all of a sudden it was like people are mad at him because he didn't pretend like he saw this invisible picket line. He saw it and purposely crossed it and said, I'm not going to play this game. I'm going to make me some money and he's going to help. And I'm going to have faith that he's going to help out other people in this and he's going to influence people positively. However, because of his very nature as a businessman, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. And if he did just sign on to be a puppet for the NFL to hush, you know, any black people who were thinking of straying away. If he's being used as a tool, that's on that man. He has every right to do that. Nobody uh, playing in the NFL right now should have
0: anything to say because you're playing in the NFL. Exactly. Getting a check. Yeah. That's why. So that's, how you gonna tell this man he can't get a check? In the media, they you know the the previous years you know with the Cowboys when they interviewed Dak Prescott and Des Bryant, what do you want them? It's like Black Twitter. They want them to take a stand, and the thing is, if they nope they're not gonna nil. They're not going to nil like you're not going to get any superstar African-Americans to follow suit with Eric, Eric Reed, Kylie Kaepernick and what Kenny Stills have done, because at the end of the day, they they need a check. And and the woke folks are going to call them Uncle Times and everything. We do know that the league is made up of more African-American players and more superstars, African-Americans, but they're not going to take a stand, take a nil when the whole thing with niling is for social justice it's not anything to do with football. Like, that's their way of living. You do know that they're football players and not all football players are politics or social activists. Most of them went to
1: school and they got majors in PE, in coaching. So I do want to challenge you guys with a question though, in relation to that. And I like what you said, Jay. That's good. Um, Is Jay-Z getting more of, is he getting a pass easier than we give other black men passes who are operating in white spaces. So are we giving Jay-Z a pass that we don't give Ben Carson or Clarence Thomas or some other black men that we have felt like have disappointed us or let us down? So is he getting uh, getting a pass because we, and we're saying, oh, we just don't know. But some of those other men going into it, we still didn't just know. But we didn't give them a pass on. So.
0: Well, I just don't think you you gotta you gotta compare apples to apples and oranges no, to oranges.
1: No, this is apples to apples because I'm not talking about a rapper and this, that, and other. I'm not talking about what they do for a living. I'm oh. talking about a white man what, working in a black space. I mean, that, a black man walking in a white space. That's what you represent says a lot about how people perceive you. Jay Z has been Jay Z and Nas made a track called Black Republican. Like, Jay Z represents capitalism at its best, he doesn't represent. The African American culture. He represents getting but money. Capitalism, capitalism isn't necessary. It's not a sin. I'm saying it's that not, we talk, but that's the point that I'm getting at. Jay Z yeah. represents money, not us. Just right. like Thomas, Thomas and other people represent what they represent. That's why I'm asking a more general question of, or do we give, are we giving him a pass that we don't give other we, me, other black men? I think we do give Jay Z the benefit of the doubt, only
0: because because uh, we know we know where he comes from and we know how we know his road is it's a road that most of us can uh uh relate to um uh, when you talk about ben carson and clarence thomas we know
1: ben's story though yeah we, we
0: know really? that but but the, their trajectory is a, is a lot different than the average black man as far as how they, with, with the decisions they made, and why they made those decisions. It's just different. It's a different It's a different trajectory. You got, you got to throw politics in there too. Kind of how they saw things. Uh, do I think Jay Z is a Republican? Probably not. Is he a capitalist? Yes, but capitalism isn't necessarily a Republican. You know, they don't have the <laughs> patent on that. You know, so capitalism. Black folks love capitalism. You know, but there's a way that Jay Z did it, and you gotta give him props on how he hustled it as opposed to a Ben Carson or a Clarence Thomas. It's it's a hustle that we all can relate
1: to. We well, know tech okay. like Jay Z. I don't know much about Clarence Thomas's come up, but what we know about Ben Carson's come up is a little different because Ben Carson is almost like a Kanye West like story like we knew his story they made movies about his story there was a celebration of black history like he was in the history books as something we were proud of until he came out and supported trump we were proud of binkler i don't know if you remember they made a movie gifted hands and with cuba like, jr yeah
0: and then when we find out how
1: you really felt and everybody's like oh this guy <laughs> we still and you know what's funny we still don't fully know how he feels about a lot of things It was just his association with Trump that instantly made us say this guy. We don't even know if he's awake. Yeah. (laughs) most of not. (laughs) Do you think, do you think if Kanye West made the same deal, would he be getting killed? Get mauled. Because Kanye would
0: get killed just based off of, you know, how he's operated over the last three years. And I, you know, I asked that question on Facebook, you know, what's your opinion of Kanye West? And a lot of people, I said, of of his music, it's just like R. Kelly, you know, how do you feel about their music, not the moves that they made as far as with, you know, Kanye associating himself with Donald Trump. Like a lot of people has thrown away Kanye West's whole catalog from the last 20 some odd years just because he's not woke. He's in Calabasas with the Kardashians and he was trying to get cool with Donald Trump and he was wearing that hat. You know, they would have, man, I don't even know. I think Kanye would have probably backed out of the deal if he was at the table like Jay-Z is because, you know, the backlash he would have got from the people because they don't like him. Jay-Z gets the benefit of the doubt. He just does. I don't even know how to explain it, but he he does get the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah. We have our idols in life, and I'm not saying this, and this is in no shade, but I know how y'all going to take it. But there are a handful of people that I know that we just love. We love Oprah. We love Michael Jordan. We love Jay-Z. And they always get the benefit of the doubt. Obama? (laughs) uh, President Obama's in that category. Michelle Obama could punch a puppy right now and I'd be like, what did that puppy do? That puppy puppy probably peed on him.
0: Yeah. Okay, I said snap. You said peed. Okay, R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Trip, trip, trip. (laughs) My mind let me no. But my year is telling me yes. I don't want to wet nobody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. So that's-
0: I'm sorry. That's just funny to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I think, you know, after all the different pieces that I've heard and, uh, by the way, Michael Eric Dyson has got a book out right now about Jay-Z. Um, I haven't read it yet. I'll look it up and see. But um, but man, it, it's the the whole topic. I just I'm glad I got a chance to discuss it with you guys. I discussed it before with other people on uh, on an, on another podcast, and it wasn't. I knew that whole time I was just pretty much playing a different role than I play here, and so it was. I'm glad to hear you guys' opinion on it. Although I figured y'all Jay Z fans, so I knew y'all wasn't gonna be y'all was gonna look at it. Objectively, and I'm not being sarcastic, I think y'all was that, man, if you don't like that t d j your your lips.
0: <laughs> can I just say that this is the only podcast I do because I'm dedicated? I
1: don't know about Jay, but this is what I do for a living so. I sell blue and gold sausage, man. I saw the <laughs> bus
0: coming. <laughs> threw you on the bus, Jay. You've been coming after you the whole day, bruh.
1: I know. <laughs> That's because he missed me. That's all it is. Yeah, I, I, see, you I like it. man, you got on the Floyd Mayweather white t shirt, man. I'm <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> see see what he doing? He trying to put me in the same category as Floyd, man. Who <laughs> <It laughs> is one what? of the who who may go down in history is the greatest boxer of all time. Don't come on, stop it. I see what you're doing. I'm hopeful hoping... of Bear. You poking the dog.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, Floyd going to be the greatest boxer of all time? Hey, you huh? might have a point there. But can he read, though? <sighs> she just started. <laughs> does, can, does he know that's what that says in the newspaper? That well, First of all, I ain't nobody reading newspapers anymore. But does he know that's what they say about him? Because he can't read it. Reading is fundamental you and yet you attacked this man, yeah, and I know somewhere Jesse is tearing up because he loves Floyd mayweather. Jesse had a full-fledged argument for about two hours, dude on uh what was it on group me I think it was group me, just going off no it was Facebook, Facebook just, just going off and I'm like, dude, I don't care what you say, I'm gonna believe what I believe he was going off on me, y'all for real. I was like, Jesse need a hug, man.
1: Well, that's something uh, coming up this fall, man. We may not make a whole lot of changes, but that's some of the things we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to try to bring back some boxing news and get into it. Real quick before we get out of here, man, Eddie Murphy is going to be hosting SNL. Yes. yes. So that's big news for what? us. Eddie.
0: And uh, Dolomite comes out in
1: October. Yes. So if Eddie Murphy... Has Dolomite coming out. Does he also have a stand-up? Yeah, uh, he's, working, he's working on a $70 million deal, $70 million
0: deal, stand-up with Netflix.
1: And he also is filming Coming to America too, right now.
0: That'd be great.
1: Leslie Jones
0: has left Saturday Night Live as well. She has. She has.
1: Yeah. yeah. So let me, real quick, before we get out of here, man, I just, I got to throw it. Well, let me say one more thing also. Blurreds. Our man Hank Bird. Big Bang Hank! That's coming out. And what's the. Is that. Does that premiere tomorrow? The 29th. Yeah.
0: 29th. Yeah. So that's way back
1: there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta it, man. you gotta go. We gotta support that. That's the barber. I mean, like, when you talk about the 918 and barbershop 918, that's it right there, man. So we. You definitely have to support this series. We got a link posted on our Facebook page. So um, if you haven't heard of it, we'll start trying. We'll, well, matter of fact, what we'll do is we'll implement it into our word on the street and make sure we talk about it. Because we sure, want to Big
0: back baby, and in the, in the homie Adrian
1: uh, Rodriguez, buddy. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, before we get out of here, man, real quick, we got about less than a minute. Tell me. tell me about this Popeye's. Yeah, I know we're going to go five more minutes. But okay. tell me about this Popeye's chicken. And is it really Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A? Because you went hard for Chick-fil-A like two episodes ago. I really
0: did. I really did. I went and got, I went to the Broken Arrow Popeye's. No line. Went straight through drive-thru. Quick. I got the regular and the spicy. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, because then I heard what I heard. So I took this; I ate the regular one. That was cool. But let me tell you something. When I ate that spicy one, yeah, yeah, it was that. That was the real deal because it's got that that pickle. The pickle in the in the Popeyes is bigger and crunchier, right? What's and Pope, yeah. I am sorry. <laughs> and the Popeyes, uh, uh, the the the, the meat is greasier and bigger. And the bread is soft but toasted. And then they got this spicy mayonnaise. When I'm telling you, this this mayonnaise will make you smack somebody and call them the B-word. That's how good it is. I'm a Chick-fil-A dude. But that Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich is for real. (laughs) It's slapping. It's really that good. I'm telling you, if you haven't tried it, just try just to say you tried it. Now, Uh, You're going to have to eat salads afterwards because I'm sure it's full of a lot of cholesterol and it's it's got that Popeye's greasy taste to it. But, man, it sure is good. And I hate to be a stereotype, but that's a a good sandwich, bro. I still love Chick-fil-A, but they got a problem with Popeye's. Now, you hear KFC's bringing the Double Down back, right? Oh, God. (laughs) Y'all remember that one, don't you?
1: Double up, nah. Yeah.
0: Double up or the double down?
1: Double down. It's a I double down. Double up, just
0: the Mace album. Yes. <laughs> I love Mace. Really? No, I don't. I said that <laughs> sarcastic. <bro. laughs>
1: I wanted to. I wanted people to know that, that was sarcasm. <laughs> so, hey, have y'all tried it yet? Yeah, y'all
0: did.
1: Did you? What you think?
0: Oh, I don't like that face you look. That face you making, bro. Now my, my wife loved it because she ate it fresh. I had to uh, to hold the baby till he went to sleep, so I had to eat mine an hour later. So it was now, cold. You can't you can't eat it an hour later. You gotta eat it fresh. That makes a difference. What did you have? The spicy one or on the regular?
1: Spicy. Oh. Okay. You could tell it's the first baby because he ain't eating near the baby. Like he ain't want to. Do you realize it be mayonnaise on my baby? And I would have shit <laughs> off the baby's head. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take it off the head. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right off the soft spot. Just...
0: <laughs> that happened after your second or third child, Jay. Yeah, that second or third child. You when you it. real delicate, that yeah. second third one you don't give her. Dang.
1: You even let them get a taste. You really did that. <laughs> Good. Yeah, huh? get your finger and tell him shut up. <laughs> Maybe give him some water. It's a little hot.
0: <laughs> yep. That's how it is, man. Congratulations, though, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the club, sir.
1: And you're in a club that we're not going to be in for a little while. Let me shut my mouth because I don't know. My kids are of that age. But you're in a club, a special club now, too, uh, Doll. So. I am.
0: A grandfather. Well, I will be in March of 2020. I'll be a grandfather. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. the The lineage, the lineage grows, baby. It keeps going. The seed is moving forth. Paw Paw raw dog. No, big papa. Big papa. I like paw dog. Paw <laughs> dog. <laughs> that's all. That's all like a, a something that you should search on Google. We
1: going to
0: change our names to uh What is Papa that Papa J and Paul Dog? <laughs> I'm Big Papa, my wife gonna be Big Mama.
1: Did you give her that
0: name or did she give herself? I that gave name? it
1: to her. Yeah, I
0: gave it to her. What else she gonna be?
1: How are you gonna be Big Papa and Grandma? Yeah. You can be mama or you can be little mama. You ain't necessarily even gotta be Big Mama. That's little mama.
0: I mean if that's what she wanna do. I like Big Mama because it's because she's short and, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, 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 welcome into the Barber Shop.
1: <laughs> All right, fellow. <laughs> it is well past our bedtime. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next time. And remember, you can always check us out uh, on the web at www.com thebarbershop
0: 918com By the way, I need to update it. It's been a while, but we're still there. Uh, just come knock on our door. We'll open it up. We've been waiting on you. Uh, if you can find us on Anchor, Facebook. Are we on Twitter? We're still on Twitter. I don't iTunes, know. Google Play. Uh, yeah. We're everywhere. If you can't find us, that means you ain't looking for us. And if you ain't looking for us, you're missing the best Sports Irritated Podcast around this town. We are the Barbershop. Now, shop 918. My lips are getting kind of crazy. Need some grape soda, sir.